0: Yesterday, there were dueling visits to the southern border, former President Donald Trump going to Eagle Pass, Texas, President Biden going to Brownsville, Texas, and joining us now for a recap, we have South Texas correspondent for Border Report, Sandra Sanchez. You can find all of her reporting and a lot of really great information about the situation along the southern border at BorderReport.com. Dot com Sandra, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show. So you were with President Biden in Brownsville. What were some of the key takeaways from that visit?
3: That's right. Thanks so much for that warm welcome, Ryan. Hey, uh, you know, what I really took away from it was Biden is bouncing on the border immigration situation in light of Republicans blocking the bipartisan uh, border security bill a couple of weeks ago. I think Democrats see this as a turnaround point that, you know, it's an issue they frankly had avoided. And now he's seeing it as a way to say, look, we have a problem and you guys could have fixed it. And you didn't because repeatedly, basically everything he kept coming back to was we have to pass this bill, we have to pass this bill. Um, You know, there wasn't an agency, there wasn't an issue that didn't come up that he didn't go back to that Senate bill.
0: And of course, he didn't end up. Announcing any kind of executive action. There were some questions over the course of the past week or two about whether or not the administration will go down that road. Some thought that maybe they would uh, after that bill didn't end up uh, getting any traction in the House, but that ended up not being the case yesterday.
3: You're right. You know, I expected maybe we would have heard more about a potential cap on asylum seekers. You know, there'd been talk that if 5,000 people, if if it exceeded 5,000 on any given day, they could close down the border we weren't certain how that would work i mean we were told it would probably be in between ports of entry so if you were legally trying to enter the country you'd be fine but if you were trying to do what's called irregular immigration across the river across where you weren't supposed to um, they would lock that down and not allow anyone who came across to apply for asylum so just kind of think of title 42 but he very quickly glassed over just mentioned that you know there had been talk of of uh, asylum limits and that was it and then he pivoted to the fact that this uh senate border bill does not contain everything that he wanted and he talked about compromise and what politics is so i kind of took that as the fact he might have been trying to signal might have been that you know he really didn't want to cap on it um that uh you know that Reports that he was going to close the border weren't accurate, but he didn't say anything more. You know, um, the the bill itself is $20 billion, and it would fund various agencies in different ways. And one of the things that was most discussed was the new, the need for additional technology along the border and resources for border law enforcement as well as border communities.
0: And in your reporting, which again, everyone can find at borderreport.com, you have a quote here from Biden where he talks about the lack of technology and notes that the cartels have more drones in the sky than we do.
3: Yeah, you know, that's a startling fact that actually I learned a, a few months ago along our 1,975 mile border, almost 2,000 long mile border, southwest border, we have 22 drones that are owned by the u.s border patrol agency there are at any given time four thousand drones that the mexican cartels put up so they do indeed have far more eyes in the sky than we do
0: you know uh texas and the border there really well and again we're joined by sandra sanchez southwest uh south texas correspondent for border report you can find her work at borderreport.com what is it about the brownsville area that has led to such a drop in the amount of apprehensions that they're dealing with compared to a place like where former President Donald Trump went, Eagle Pass.
3: You know, that was a criticism. Why did Biden come to uh, Brownsville, which has had such lower numbers? You know, back when Title 42 was lifted in mid-May, upwards of 10,000 people per day were crossing from Atamoros, Mexico, into Brownsville. This was the hot spot. I have said this for years and years it is not up to what our side does it's up to what the cartel does they decide when to cross where to cross and who to cross um and they pick the regions and the locations and they watch our news our newscasts very closely our policies very closely Um, if it's a foggy day for instance they will cross single adults in rafts because they're trying to evade if it is a usually like three in the morning If it is uh, a moonlit, clear night, no breeze, they will cross families in rafts that you can openly see because these are people who are going to say, I'm a vulnerable population, I'm turning myself in, Mm. I'm claiming asylum. So, you know, the cartels are uh, in total control of where these groups go and how they get paid. One thing that I did want to mention that I thought that was interesting In this border bill, he's saying by adding new asylum officers, they can reduce the number of the amount of years that these cases take from five to seven years down to six months. I don't know if that's true. Um, And Biden was saying that if someone pays at the average cost is $8,000 to cross, they might think twice if they're going to cross the river for no longer than six months. Are they really going to pay $8,000? We know Chinese nationals are paying upwards of $35,000 each to cross, um, and some Central Americans are paying $4,000, but the average price is about $8,000. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. Honestly, though, I don't know if you can get the number of uh, time down so significantly. It would really take a whole lot of immigration courts, which are very hard to fill, um, and staff and asylum officers, um, people taking credible fear interviews, doing background checks, it would, it, ta- it would take a tremendous amount of personnel to accomplish that. And, and I don't really see it in, uh, in, in the numbers in the bill, but we'll see.
0: South Texas Border Report correspondent Sandra Sanchez with us. You can find all of her work and all of her reporting at borderreport.com. And you can also follow her on X for the latest, too, at Sandra E. Sanchez. Sandra, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show and break all of that down for us. We really appreciate it.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. I tell you what, she's got some really good information there about what's happening down at the southern border. And that's just it's crazy to think about. uh, But the cartels dictate how all of this works.
1: They have more drones than we do. It's like they're more powerful. It's unbelievable.
0: It's a real problem. To recap what's been quite a week in Washington, we're joined now by our White House correspondent, John Decker. So, John. Government shutdown averted, at least for the time being, Mitch McConnell's big announcement, Hunter Biden's closed-door testimony, the Supreme Court agreeing to hear the Trump immunity. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Where do you want to start?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's been quite a week. Uh, Yesterday, I traveled with President Biden on Air Force One down to Brownsville, Texas. You had these dueling visits at the border because 325 miles away from where we were in Brownsville, uh, former President Donald Trump was an Eagle uh, past Texas. And this is something that is going to be and is right now a major issue for voters uh, in the 2024 election cycle. There's uh, a lot of legal issues that also took place this past week, including that uh, immunity, presidential immunity case uh, that Donald Trump uh, is seeking uh, a uh, the Supreme Court to overturn the ruling of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. We now know that oral arguments will take place the week of April the 22nd. Hunter Biden uh, on Capitol Hill this week, closed door testimony. And James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, indicating that he expects a public hearing with Hunter Biden to take place over the course of the next few weeks as well.
0: All right, let's uh, start. I want to ask you about the border issue because you had sure. President Biden. He was promoting that bipartisan uh, Senate bill that that didn't end up going anywhere. You also had uh, Senator John Fetterman coming out. I thought it was interesting saying that he'd be in favor of the House bill with maybe like a minor tweak or two. Do you get the sense that some kind of immigration and border deal is still in play in D.C. or is that ship sailed?
2: No, I think that it's in play. You know, okay. if if indeed the border uh, bill that President Biden wants to see the House take up is is indeed dead on arrival, as the House speaker says. Then the president, President Biden needs to come up with a plan B because mm-hmm. this is his Achilles heel uh, is plan B executive action, perhaps. Uh, or perhaps it's uh, looking at what uh, the House has already passed uh, as it relates to border uh, security and tweaking that. Uh, but something needs to be done on the part of President Biden between now and the November election if he wants to uh, see any movement in his poll numbers on this particular issue.
0: And then last thing I want to ask you about, we're joined by White House correspondent John Decker, uh, Mitch McConnell announcing that in November he would step away as a Republican leader in the Senate. Uh, you've been following politics in D.C. for a long time. Two things. First of all, Mitch McConnell's legacy, and then also what you see playing out moving forward in this battle to replace him.
2: Well, a tremendous legacy. I've interviewed Senator McConnell on a few occasions. Uh, I don't think there's a better political mind in Washington, D.C. than Mitch McConnell. That's saying a lot, you know, thinking about all the lawmakers that are here in Washington and the people that have occupied the White House. The guy knew his conference, the guy knew uh, and does know he's not going anywhere until after the November elections. He knows, uh, the electorate, uh, and he knows what he can and cannot do. He's moved election, a uh, moved legislation forward. He's blocked legislation. We've seen that, uh, he's got some big shoes that need to be filled and there are uh, probably at least three, uh, Senate Republicans who want to succeed Senator, uh, McConnell, including John Barrasso of Wyoming, John Thune of South Dakota, uh and john cornyn of uh texas Uh, each of them has been waiting for this moment the three johns each of them has been waiting for this moment uh, and now it's come upon them and i think uh, each of them has probably within the past 48 hours reached out uh, to uh, former president donald trump because his support is going to be i think very key in terms of who wins that position as the senate minority leader
0: All right. White House correspondent John Decker recapping a very busy week in Washington. John, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Over a 100 Palestinians were killed in Gaza, and there are questions about what exactly happened. Let's bring in ABC News correspondent Jordana Miller, who joins us live from Israel right now. So, Jordana, conflicting reports. You have the IDF and israel saying one thing you have palestinians and hamas saying something else do we have any uh, clarification on what exactly unfolded that led to the deaths of over a hundred people
1: i think we have a much clearer picture today uh and uh as often is the case it's somewhere uh, between the israeli version and the version given by hamas so initially hamas was blaming israel for firing on palestinians who had swarmed an aid truck killing more than a hundred israel had consistently said no 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 there was uh there were several incidents uh, that happened the main incident uh on this convoy that had entered northern gaza happened further away from where the israeli forces were there was gunfire there were stampedes uh, there were trucks that actually tried to you know, move forward uh, to reach the destination who then hit uh, Palestinians and killed them. Uh, And the Israelis said, we did open fire uh, further at the end of the convoy when some of the Palestinians who'd come to get food threatened our forces and came later, they said, within five meters of the tanks. Now, they did not fire artillery. They used gunfire, uh, gunfire, you know, machine guns that were on the on the tanks. Uh, and they did uh, tell ABC News that they believe it killed a handful of people and certainly injured others. Um, so Israel here, you know, taking responsibility for some of what happened, um but saying the majority of the deaths were really in a separate incident where the israelis weren't weren't present,
0: regardless of of what exactly happened, this certainly seems to create. Uh, a bit more difficulty in getting a ceasefire deal done. And President Biden seemed to allude to that uh, yesterday, that that maybe that Monday target that he had mentioned earlier in the week might not be likely now. What's the latest on those negotiations, the uh, hostages for a ceasefire?
1: Well, look, that Monday deadline the president spoke of was never realistic, even before the incident uh, in Gaza around the aid so you know it, it, is this a hiccup yes will it torpedo the talks it's not likely um you know the teams negotiating teams have made a lot of progress uh they're waiting for some answers on the hamas side from hamas's leader uh Um, and there is still a chance to reach a deal before ramadan uh, that is what everyone is working towards Uh, And we'll have to wait and see. Does this set things back a bit? Um, You know, it does. It's going to be a hiccup. Um, But it also speaks to the urgency uh, to get more aid into northern Gaza. And it puts pressure on Israel to open some of the crossings that go directly into northern Gaza. That is along the old Kearney crossing, the Ares crossing. Israel has been holding that out as a possibility for weeks. Uh, And this may... Make them move on it quicker uh, even before a deal is sealed.
0: ABC News correspondent Jordana Miller coming to us live from Israel this morning. Jordana, really appreciate it. Stay safe and have a great weekend.
1: Thanks so
2: much. The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio, WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at ryangormanshow.com.